Come in peace. W, w Radio, your information station. Welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm Lou Mangello, happy to be back with you again this week, and this is show number 78 for the week of August 3rd, 2008. In this week's breaking Walt Disney World news, I'll have information about a new dining package coming in 2009 as well as some changes coming to ticket pricing. I'll update you on the new Kadani Village at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge and some other changes around the resorts. In the parks, I'll tell you how and when you can audition for a new attraction in Walt Disney World, and over in the rumor mill, I'll give you a hint at what movie is being rumored for a new attraction in the parks. Disney's Year of a Million Dreams has always extended far beyond just the handing out of physical prizes in the parks and truly embraces its namesake. In fact, it's always been about making dreams come true for people, and oftentimes, dreams maybe they never even knew that they had. Whether it's giving a family a night in the castle, or crowning one man chief magic official, it gives people opportunities never before available. And for 12 lucky, talented people who love Walt Disney World, their dreams came true as well, when they were selected to the Disney World Moms Panel. That's an online forum where guests can ask the experts and gain insights about planning their Walt Disney World vacation. Well, this week, I want to welcome seven of those members to the show as we discuss not just the panel and how and why they were selected, but learn more about them, the panel, and what they're doing to help. I'll have more at the end of the show, including many more of your voicemails, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. The big news coming from Walt Disney World just a couple of days ago is all about the new Quick Service Dining Package, which is going to be available in 2009. According to Disney, you'll be able to save up to 20% per person on Disney Dining with the Magic Your Way Package plus Quick Service Dining Plan. As part of the package that includes your resort accommodations as well as your Magic Your Way Park tickets, the package is going to offer two Quick Service meals and two snacks per person per day at quick service locations throughout Walt Disney World. You also receive a mug that you can refill as often as you want at any quick service location or at your resort hotel. The quick service dining plan is gonna be an additional $29.99 for adults, $8.99 for kids. Now this is in addition to the other dining plans they have, which is the regular dining plan, which is one table service meal, one quick service meal, and one snack. That's $30.99 for adults, $10.99 for children, and the deluxe dining plan. That's three meals at any location, two snacks, and the refillable mug. That's $71.99 for adults, $20.99 for kids. I'm going to put links in the show notes to PDFs of where you can find out more information about all these plans, as well as all of the different vacation packages that are available. And speaking of Magic Away, the packages themselves have t- changed just a little bit for 2009. 
Here are the regular components that you'll find in a regular Magic Your Way package. You obviously get your Disney Resort accommodations, your Magic Your Way base ticket, which is a one-park, one-day ticket. You get a luggage tag. You get one arcade card for 30 minutes of arcade play at the Resort Arcade. You get one of those per room, not per person. You also get a $15 Planet Hollywood meal and merchandise voucher, again, one per room. One round of miniature golf, that's one certificate, again, per room. And you also now get a watercraft certificate, which means if you buy 60 minutes of time on a sea racer or one of the other watercraft, you now get 90 minutes for the value of 60 minutes. And once again, that's not per person, that's one certificate per room. Now, a couple things to keep in mind when you're booking these packages is that everybody in the room has got to be on the same package and same ticket options. And you also have to use your tickets within 14 days of your first use or you've got to buy the no expiration option on top of it. Similarly, keep in mind that these are only one park, one day tickets. So if you want to do park hopping, you now have got to add on the park hopper option as well. But wait, there's more to the story because the price of poker just went up. Actually, it's the price of tickets went up as well as the base tickets for Walt Disney World. I'm not talking about packages now, but base tickets at the Walt Disney World Resort have gone up about $4 per person, and that's beginning this Sunday, August 3rd. Now, the increase is about 5.6% to $75. That's for a base one-park, one-day ticket for adults and kids 10 or older. That's up from $71, which is the previous price. The price of a basic ticket for children ages 3 to 9 is going to rise to $63, which is up 5% from the original price of $60. Now, the Magic Your Way multi-day ticket packages, those have increased as well. They've increased about 3 to 8%, depending on how many days and, and options. So, for example, as I was saying before, if you want to add on the Park Hopper option, that's going to cost $50 for up to 10 days. That's a $5 increase. And the Water Park Fun and More add-on option is also going to remain at $50. I want to say thanks to Becky and Susie over at Mouse Fan Travel for more information. I'm also going to put a link in the show notes to the forums at DisneyWorldTrivia.com where you can go and discuss or ask questions about any of these price increases and changes to the different plans. And staying in the resorts, I've just come to find out that the Kidani Village over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge Villas, that will be available to book for arrivals beginning May 2009 and beyond. So now at least we have some sort of a timetable when Kidani Village is supposed to open. Also, some new room categories are supposedly coming to the resorts as well, including the Magic Kingdom Atrium Club over at the Contemporary, the Business Club over at Coronado Springs, new premium campsites over at Disney's Fort Wilderness, and the fact that all campsites are now going to include cable TV and internet access. And following up on a rumor that I mentioned last week, Disney has confirmed the retheming of some rooms over at Caribbean Beach Resort, which I guess we can now affectionately call the Pirates of the Caribbean Beach Resort, after the movie franchise. The pirate theme is going to be introduced to 384 rooms only in the Trinidad South Village during 2009, Remember, the resort has more than 2,100 rooms, so this is a relatively small number of rooms, but according to concept art that was posted by Disney, guests are going to see beds that are shaped like pirate ships, dressers that are disguised as old crates, and tattered sails are going to replace curtains. Now, I think these rooms are obviously going to be very, very popular, and I wonder if they're going to command some type of a premium, and if this is the start of a trend, especially with the introduction of the Nemo rooms elsewhere in the Caribbean Beach Resort couple of quick notes out of Disney's Hollywood Studios. Lights, Motors, Action, Extreme Stunt Show is going to be closed for refurb from September 11th through September 24th, 2008. 
Over on Sunset Boulevard, stores are set to be closed for refurbishment later on this year, including Once Upon a Time, The Mouse About Town, and Sunset Club Couture. Those are set to be closed from September 2nd through November 22nd, 2008. And just as a personal comment, I really hope that they keep the watch artists over at Sunset Club Couture. Not only are they great guys and very talented guys like Jason Zucker, who I've had on the show before, but I think the watches that they create are not only beautiful pieces of art, but really, really unique collectibles. So hopefully they will survive the refurbishment later on this year. Staying at the studios, are you the next American Idol? Don't worry, me neither. But how about the next best thing? Because if you aren't busy on August 5th, 2008 at 10 o'clock in the morning, Walt Disney World has put out a casting call for hosts, judges, and, quote, comedic audience warm-up hosts for the opening of their newest attraction, obviously, the American Idol experience over at the studios. That's set to open in January 2009 with rehearsals beginning October 12th in Orlando. I'll put a link in the show notes where they describe exactly who and what they're looking for, as well as a link for audition dates, times, and locations. And over in the Walt Disney World rumor mill, according to an article on MTV, there was discussion of sequels to some popular Pixar films like Cars and The Incredibles. And when asked about Monsters, Inc. 2, director Pete Docter said, quote, we've thought about it and we've got a couple of ideas. But the article goes on to say that at the moment, those ideas are being filtered into a Monsters, Inc. roller coaster at the Walt Disney Resorts, which should open up in a couple of years. Now, was this a hint of things to come? or just some wishful thinking and reporting on the reporter's part, we'll definitely keep our eyes and ears open to find out more. And just a quick follow-up to something I mentioned last week, cast members are telling me that the Disney Fairies meet-and-greet at the Magic Kingdom is tentatively scheduled to open on October 26th, 2008, the same day as it's set to open over in Disneyland. Now, according to cast members, the meet-and-greet lineup is going to include Tinkerbell, Fawn, Iridessa, Rosetta, and Silvermist. Although it hasn't been confirmed exactly where this is going to take place and if the October 26th opening is going to be in their new permanent home, which we speculated is going to be in the judge's tent. Of course, to discuss anything you've heard on this week's news or rumor mill segment, you can head on over to the forums at DisneyWorldTrivia.com. And if you have any news or rumors that you want to share, you can email me at Lou at WDWRadio.com. We may have all heard the expression that father knows best, but we all know the real truth and that if you want answers and the right answers, you go to your mom. Now, I'm not going to admit that to my mom just yet, even though I'm almost 40, but trust me, it's true. And for the best advice, whether it's about relationships or what to eat or whatever, kids, trust me, you will realize it someday, the best person to go to is your mom. And when it comes to planning your next Walt Disney World vacation... I think Disney realized that too. So in late 2007, a nationwide call went out as part of the Year of a Million Dreams to find moms who were the masters at more than just apple pie and baking cookies, but instead were also experts at planning Walt Disney World vacations. The 12 panelists that were selected would be able to share their knowledge in a new way through Disney by answering direct questions from guests who were looking for real and most importantly, reliable planning advice. So today, I'm happy to be joined by seven of the members of the Walt Disney World Moms panel 
And I want to start off by welcoming them all to the show. But uh, before we get started, I thought we'd maybe go around the virtual table best we can, as it were, and ask everybody to introduce yourself, maybe tell us a little bit about you, and uh, maybe your love of Walt Disney World. So maybe we'll start off with Kim. Hi, I'm Kim LaPaglia. I'm so happy to be on the Walt Disney World Moms panel. It's been a wonderful, magical journey. And I started going to Disney World when I was 11, but the best thing I've done there yet is when we renewed our wedding vows and I rode in Cinderella's coach. I'm jealous already. I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of that tonight. Um, what do you say, Beth, you tell us about yourself next. Hi, I'm Beth Schwanze, and I have had a great time this past uh, seven months working on the Moms panel, and I did not start going to Disney World when I was a child, unlike most of the panel. I started when I was 18, and then my husband and family could not sit still, so we just ended up going to Disney World all the time, so it's a lot of fun there. And what about you, Laura? Hi, I'm Disney Mom Laura Spencer, and I am a huge princess and a huge Disney fan. And I am so in love with all things Disney that after 30 hours of labor, the first word I said was Ariel, which is my daughter's name, and she is now an expert swimmer. Wow. Interesting. I will have to come back on that, naming your daughter after a Disney princess. What about you, Kara? Hi, um, this is Kara Bacon, and I am a middle school librarian during the day and then at night I'm a Disney mom and I've been coming to Disney World since I was in ninth grade and it is a family tradition and an ongoing argument with people why do you keep going back so we've got lots of reasons why (laughs) the get it versus don't get it people the people that say why do you keep going back and the people that understand exactly why you keep going back I I know the feeling trust me Uh, Erin what about you you're also you're a stay-at-home mom I'm a stay-at-home mom now, yes. Um, I'm Erin Foster, and my first trip to Disney World was when I was 10 years old, and I was the last person in my neighborhood to go to Disney World, and I swore that would never happen to my children, Um, so we took uh, our oldest daughter for the first time when she was not quite two, and we've been back two, three, four times a year ever since then. And next on the list is Heather. Hi, I'm Heather Roberts-Nolte. I think I have best beat on the latest uh, visitor to Disney World. I was um, married with kids of my own before I went to Disney. Um, My dad didn't want to go when we were kids. He said it was hot and crowded and, you know, he wasn't interested. So none of my sisters and I never got to go until we were older. And now we've taken my parents back. And, of course, they're converts. (laughs) They know how wonderful it is. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom now with uh, three little ones of my own and uh, we're vacation club members and we're there usually two or three times a year as well. Well that's great and you can see already that there is a lot of diversity in the group and probably the most diverse member of the group is Brett (laughs) because Brett correct me if I'm wrong but you are the only gentleman on the mom's panel. I can't correct you on that because you are correct. Of course I can't correct someone who's a trivia expert anyway so uh, you know, I am the only one, and uh, very proud um, to be the only one on the panel. Um, and of course, up front, it was a little bit odd uh, to have that privilege. But you know, these these gals have been so welcoming and so helpful, and uh, I think the reception's been great. So uh, it, it turned out very well. It's, it's kind of fun to be a little different. Uh, but everybody on the panel has a little, uh, you know, some unique part about their personality. So anyway, I think I'm just. I hope I, I feel like I. Uh, I hope I just fit into with the gang. 
Uh, I am, uh, again, I'm Brett Caldwell. I'm uh, from the Midwest, so sort of also representing the Midwest a little bit. I am a consultant, I'm a partner in a consulting firm here in the Midwest. And uh, one of the things I like about the panel is very much that it focuses on, you know, it helps me leverage my expertise in researching things and also helping others. Uh, it fits very well kind of with my background. Um, I've been going to Disney, I don't know exactly what the age was, but I went with my dad on a, on a trip when I was probably about 14, so I guess that's the connection also being the dad on the panel. My dad certainly uh, planned a trip for us too. And uh, I've also been uh, married without kids and married with kids. We've stayed on-site, we've stayed off-site, uh, with different varieties of, uh, of ways of being involved. So it's, it's nice to be able to share some of those experiences. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to, to talking to you all a little bit more about your experiences. And I'm just going to make a quick aside. Uh, Brett, I'm having a little bit of a tough time hearing you. You're, you're a little, you sound a little distant and garbled. And somebody else has given me um, a lot of, of noise in the background. I don't know if it's a, a fan or an air conditioner or something. I'm going to try and compensate best I can. But if, uh, if Brett... Something is in the back. Sorry, something in the background here. I, you know, it's hard for me to tell exactly who it is. Uh, I think it's one of the cell phone people as opposed to one of the Skype people. I can't really tell, though. Okay, I'm trying to keep on you. That's all right. We will, uh, we will, we will keep moving forward. No problem. So, Disney puts this call out in September, October 2007. Uh, Kara, why don't you? How did you first hear about um, the call that Disney made for Di- for Disney World moms? It was either on Mousesavers or AllEarsNet.com, and I just wrote up an essay, thought about it, edited it, had my family give me some feedback, and then entered it and forgot about the contest, actually, and then one day got that surprise email that I had made it to the next round and was absolutely ecstatic and had no idea it would continue to the point where it is now. What what was it about the call-out that they made that wanted you to, to really be a part of this? It's what we've, I've just been doing for such a long time. Uh, you get those emails from friends and friends of friends. I mean, you just love to talk about Disney. And I always talk about it's my team. It's what I know the stats and the facts for. And so it's just you just have this incredible sense of pride and you want everyone else to, to feel that joy that Disney World has given us. Kim, is it the same thing for you? Is that have you been the planner and you just want to kind of share that a little bit more with people? Absolutely. I've I've already been planning for neighbors and teachers, family members, friends. And when I saw the ad that Walt Disney World was looking for moms that like to help plan vacations to Walt Disney World, I said, that's me. And I filled out the application. But actually, I had forgotten all about it when I heard that I had made it to the second round. So it was quite a surprise. All right. Since I can't ask you for a show of hands, since I can't see it, did the free trip to Disney World play into anybody's decision to apply at all? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. No, not really. It was a nice perk, though, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we're there so often anyway, but... <laughs> well, that's definitely one of the questions I'm going to ask you, because you all, because it come from diverse backgrounds, and it's going to be interesting to see how often you guys get down there. But let's talk about the application process. Aaron, what was the application process like? What did Disney want from you, and what did you have to submit? Uh, the first round was um, three essays. I believe it was just tell us about yourself, tell us about your family, and tell us about your Disney experience. And I, uh, like the others, read about it on All Ears Net, and I filled it out actually right there when my family, my girls were watching Hannah Montana. And so I didn't even remember what I had written. Um, and I sent it off, and then, uh, again, like everyone else, heard of you know several weeks later that I made it to the next round, which was amazing and astounding and fabulous 
So, Laura, there was no sort of quizzing, testing of your knowledge process. It was really just you sort of pleading your case as to why you think you should be on the panel? Well, in the first round, I actually did mine a little differently because I I actually quizzed the, the judges. So I had 10 things that I knew that they wouldn't know about. And I asked, I said, I know the answers to these, do you? And so that was kind of my my way, I think, to, to pique their interest. Wow, that, that is a very, uh, I give you, a, I applaud you for using that tactic. And obviously it worked. Um, but Heather, was were the was the interview process face to face at all, or was it all via phone or email? No, it was uh, two rounds of, of emails, and then uh, the last round was a, a phone interview. Uh, very brief. All right, now, Brett, I have to ask you. You hear Disney World Moms panel, but obviously it's not just for moms. It's really, really is almost a misnomer. It should be the parents panel. But you hear Moms panel and you apply. Tell us your story and why you applied for this position. So I heard about this on, uh, I think it was on the Tour Guide Mike forum, and uh, there were quite a few guys that were on that same thread talking about how they had applied. Um, I will be honest that I didn't actually post that I had uh, applied myself. Um, maybe, I don't know if I was, I'm not embarrassed, but I just uh, didn't, didn't want to throw that out there, just didn't, didn't want to, uh, to uh, I guess, jinx the process. So. Uh, um, you know, and I knew when I read the instructions, and you're a lawyer, you know that there's some fine print there. Uh, you read the fine print, and it clearly states that uh, everybody is welcome to apply. So um, I thought it sounded like a fun opportunity, and uh, I went for it. And now what about the selection process? Beth, what do you do? you get a phone call? Do you get an email saying, okay, you've now made it to the, the next round of judging? Yeah, for the second um, round, we got an email saying, hey, you've made it to the next round, so go ahead and answer three more questions, which... We did, and we all sent them in. And then after that, we got another, I don't remember if it was a phone call or email saying, you know, hey, you're now going to be interviewed, um, and we needed to schedule some time. And then that's when we sent up the interview call with a team of Disney um, cast members, and we chatted for about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, why we wanted to be on the panel, what we thought we could bring to it. And that's how we got selected. And I assume a, a phone call must have followed up that. What was it like, Heather, when you get that phone call from Disney saying, all right, after thousands of applicants, you are one of the 12? Well, <laughs> actually, when we the first night we were there uh, for our training trip in December and we met the, the Disney executives, Duncan said, um, I can't remember whose house it was. Was that yours when everyone started screaming? <laughs> well, yes, that was mine. <laughs> my, uh, my daughter's were anxiously waiting and of course for them this was all about a free trip to Disney <laughs> and so when we got the phone call um, my daughter could tell by my reaction that she immediately was announcing to the neighborhood we won we won we to Disney World <laughs> and uh, all chaos broke loose at our house <laughs> you mentioned training uh, Kim tell us a little bit about the, the training process did you have to go all of you get together and go through some sort of training or traditions or anything like that well, we did. We went down in December, and we all got a chance to meet each other. Um, we did the um, basic training on the on the computer system and how to answer the questions and such. We did take a uh, guestology tour around the Magic Kingdom, which was fabulous. And then Disney treated us to some wonderful surprises, such as getting to tour Cinderella's suite. Oh, see, that's worth it right there. Just you got it. <laughs> 
Now, you know, that actually brings up a question. Are you guys, are you cast members? Are you contractors? Are you volunteers? Do you get a little name tag with your name on it? We wish. <laughs> yes, no. We're officially contractors. Okay. All right. So when did the panel start? Uh, Beth, it started in, in January of this year? Yeah, January 7th to be exact. And we went online and we started answering questions. And we've had questions in a bucket ever since. So I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, you know what? Actually, for people maybe that, that don't know, let's talk about exactly what the Moms panel is. Erin, if you could just sort of describe for us briefly what the DisneyMoms.com website is. Um, it, it's a part of the Disney website where guests or potential guests can write in and ask questions. Um, we get everything from, you know, what resort should I stay at based on this configuration of my family or questions about allergies or stroller rentals or how do I celebrate a birthday or they talk about uh, a child has a specific fear and is this ride appropriate? Really anything that's going to help a guest have a better experience at Disney World or assuage some fear that they might have or concern or or anything really and they can just ask us and they can ask any one of us directly or they can just put it into a general bucket as Beth said where those of us who might have some expertise on that um, particular topic could could choose to answer it. So people who want advice on planning a trip to Disney and and we're sort of the experts that will help them get there. And and Kara would you say this is is for the first time guest or, or you guys are able to help out the guest that maybe has been there 10, 15 times and is maybe looking for a new experience or looking to somehow plus their trip? I I think it's a combination of both. Um, Quite a few people are first-time guests, but many of the questions will say, we're coming back, this will be our second trip or our our first return trip after three years. So it is a wide variety of things. And with the ongoing changes at Disney World all the time, I think it's, if you're not on top of things on the internet, it's a great way to gain that information. And it's also, Lou, that, you know, we came in the summer before, now we're coming back at Christmas time, or, you know, it's now my son's birthday, what do we do to make this trip special, too? So it's those kind of questions that we get as well. Right, but unlike a true, say, discussion forum or online community, it's not a place where people can go and discuss your answers. It's really almost more like a one-on-one Q&A with the experts, although you share your answers with everybody, is that is that pretty much a good way to describe it? Yeah. yeah. There's got to be. I have to assume there must be so many overlapping questions. Um, Brett, how do you guys deal with, you know, the, the overlap questions that come in? Sure. Well, I think what we try to do is answer at least a couple questions on on topics and let other people answer questions if you've already answered it, and that worked out for the first few months, but. Then we uh, exhausted some of the questions, like uh, how do we celebrate an anniversary, how do we celebrate a birthday. So now we do a couple things. One, sometimes we'll just repeat uh, similar answers or update our answers if we have new, new ideas. And uh, sometimes we'll link back actually to other answers. It's kind of fun. Sometimes I can, you know, answer a question and link to Aaron and Kara and Laura and uh, Heather, etc., uh, in the same answer. So in fact, someone answers asks one question, and they actually get several different answers. So when a question comes in, say, that's not specifically directed to somebody, it goes in a bucket. And do you all sort of have this maybe unwritten system saying, well, I know if it's a dining question that Laura gets it, or if it's a hidden Mickey's question, Kara gets it. And just sort of the, or is it the first one to get to a question that they feel like answering answers it? Um, 
Kim, why don't you tell us sort of how, the, how that process works? Sure. Um, I think we all pretty much know, like we know which, which of us are DVC members. We know which of us stay at deluxe hotels or have larger families. I only have one, one son, so I'm not as familiar with um, which resorts fit you know, other than the statistics, which resorts fit larger families better. So when I'm looking at questions, I just quickly go through. If I've had a recent experience, that might be a question I want to jump on so I can share some news of something I've just experienced in Walt Disney World. And uh, we just take it from there. All right. Now, like I said, we, you all, I think, have specific things that you are most interested in. Laura, I want to come back to you because you talked about that you, forget your daughter being named after a princess, you consider yourself a Disney princess every day in real life. So I guess that maybe is one of your areas of expertise is how people can feel like a princess when they go down. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I never considered myself high maintenance, but then my husband let me know that I am high maintenance, so I've decided to just accept it and own it. So, um, yeah, I just had my birthday um, I last week I think yeah last Thursday and um, I came to work with the Tiara on and, and nobody was even you know surprised so that's pretty much my day to day even when I'm not at Walt Disney World so um, I'm, I guess I'm an expert on uh, spas and getting fluffed up and I just went to Disney with my girlfriends in May and kind of that kind of experience and, and of course I go with my daughter and, and that's fun too and we have a princessy time, but I think the fine dining, the the more adult relaxation things, and and all of those kind of adult indulgences are are my niche. All right, I have to ask you because I, when it comes to Disney, the topic with me always turns to food. Best spot for fine dining, you can pick only one. Where are we going to go? And you're paying Victorian out. <laughs> okay, we're going Dutch. Where do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I would probably my second would be flying fish. X, well, I see we are we are we're, we're true um, true birds of a feather because that's exactly what I think one of my favorites is. Now, Kara, I looked at your profile a little bit, and you are you've been bitten by the hidden Mickey's bug. You are the one that sees hidden Mickey's in your toast, and even when you're not in Disney World. Yes, very much so. All, my whole family does. It doesn't matter where we're at. We can be at Target, and then right away, oh, mom, look, it's a hidden Mickey. Problem. Yeah, could be. <laughs> but that's great because you are one of the people, I think, that can show people that there's so much more than just riding attractions and going to shows and eating with me and Laura <laughs> all day long. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, to me, that's actually one of probably my favorite things with Disney World is that there is just so much more than that. And I love the kids go on the big rides and I tend to lay back and just sort of savor everything and take it in and enjoy the flowers and the landscaping and all the little things that just make it so much more than just a theme park. Right now, Beth, I read your profile as well and you've done the Disney Cruise Line. You've honeymooned there. You're a DVC member. And your family, like probably most of ours, loves going to Disney. But the one thing that you realize is that in order for everybody to have a good time, you got to make sure everybody is as happy as possible. Uh, how do you kind of balance all that, especially with multi-generational families? Well, what I try to do is when we're planning a trip, um, I try to ask everybody, what are your two or three top things you want to see in a particular park? So at Magic Kingdom or animal kingdom what do you want to see and then that way they feel like once they've seen those things that 
they've accomplished their trip. Everything else is sort of uh, the whipped cream with the cherry on top. So if it's just the four of us going down, I say to the girls, what, what are the must-haves we have to have on this trip? And usually it's the roller coasters because um, that's what our family likes to do. And then everything else is, you know, it's all extra. And when we take our extended families down to Walt Disney World, again, we make them watch the Disney videos of the park and say, hey, what do you really want to see so that they can have a great time too. And we learned you can't see everything. So if you get a couple of key things in there, the trip is just so much nicer. Absolutely. Now, Erin, you bring another certain unique experience because you are a mom to girls who are 11 and eight-year-old twins, and you, like you said, you've gone with whole different combinations of people, whether it's, you know, probably yeah. uh, couples or with kids or with families and in all different levels of resorts. Yeah, we've been with several other families, friends. Uh, we were there in February with my parents. Um, we've brought babysitters with us. Um, we've visited uh, other family members, met other family members there. Um, pretty much, Pretty much the gamut, yes. And now, Heather, you, you mentioned that the, your first time was as an adult, but now you're going with three daughters under five years old. Uh, in addition to probably deserving an award on many levels, <laughs> you, I, having two young children of my own, I know the extra challenges that brings, but Disney does such an exceptional job uh, with the baby care centers and everything they have to afford. Absolutely. Um, we, uh, <laughs> we, we took my... Um, well, the first time I went, actually, we only had one child, but I was pregnant with my second, and it was so wonderful, we had to rush right back. So my uh, middle daughter was uh, just some day or two months old <laughs> when we returned. And uh, so, I, yeah, I'm well acquainted with all of the stroller juggling and <laughs> where to find a changing station and <laughs> feeding emergencies. <laughs> That's definitely my niche. And I, and I agree with you. Start them young. Bring them in young. They may not remember it, but you will. And, I, and Absolutely. what I found, and see if you feel the same way, is that with my kids, they may not have recognized the characters or the songs just yet. The brainwashing hadn't quite begun. <laughs> but that audio and visual stimulation and the expressions on their faces is one. And they also, I also found that as they got older, they weren't afraid when these big-headed characters came over to shake their hand or give them a hug. Absolutely. We have pictures of my daughters just as babies that could fit in Mickey's palm. And uh, they just looked at them with adoration. And they remember that from the pictures, if nothing else. And so when we went back, that was just going to visit friends. And the same went with uh, rides, really. You know, I, I hear a lot of people say, you know, my seven-year-old is really afraid to go on Haunted Mansion. And uh, I'm so surprised because my daughters all have gone on that since they were... Uh, really little and we've never had any issue at all and I think it's just because they went on it before they knew any better and they've never noticed so they haven't been afraid of anything and that's that's helped <laughs> that's made the trip a lot easier I agree and like you said you know when there are times when there are the baby meltdowns or things you know the baby care centers are just wonderful and uh, I I've spent more than my fair share of time <laughs> now Brett you bring something unique you've been sort of a world traveler and now obviously Disney is one of your favorite vacation destinations is it safe to say that, that maybe part of the love that we all have of Disney is that unlike maybe going someplace else for the first time, you know what kind of experience you're going to have when you go to Disney. You know because you have such a high level of expectation that it's probably going to be met when you go. Lou, I think that's a great point. Um, I've actually, I was, I was figuring out the other day, I've actually been to, I think, all of the countries in Epcot except for Morocco. So wow. uh, I definitely have experience uh, 
traveling to quite a few countries. And uh, you're right, planning trips to other countries is much more difficult. You, it's hard to know exactly what to expect, uh, how the hotel is going to be, etc. And I think at Disney World, you have much more of a chance to plan for an, uh, an experience that is a little bit more predictable. Um, and you also get to know it better. You know the restaurants, and you can repeat them if you like them, and, and try new ones as well. And we were talking about the variety of questions that, that people ask. Kim, what do you think one of the most popular questions, or maybe the, the top two popular questions are that you guys get on a weekly or monthly basis? <laughs> um, the most popular is probably how to celebrate a special occasion such as a birthday. So we answer a lot of questions about calling the um, cake hotline which is 407-WDW-CAKE, by the way. <laughs> the other question we get, questions we get all the time is, how do I get to my resort to a certain restaurant? Or, you know, how will I get to the hoop de doo for my resort? Uh, and, you know, or between the parks. We get a lot, lot of transportation questions. And, Kara, uh, how much time do you guys think, how, or you personally, how much time do you spend each day or each week answering questions on the panel? Um, and that really varies on my schedule. Um, probably not as much time as Aaron does. <laughs> um, but, you know, I typically try to do it once my children are in bed, so then I can kind of devote some time to it. Uh, they do like to watch and, and throw in their two cents every so often. Uh, but I, any, I just I, ignore any, my children. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, typically, I mean, I can spend an hour on it. There's some questions that involve some research and some phone calls, and so they take a little bit longer, and there's others that can be answered within just a few minutes. So for me, it can vary. Okay. What about the rest of you? Is there a certain number that jumps out? You say, I know I'm going to spend two hours a day or eight hours a week or whatever it is. Well, for me, I'm, I'm a planner, so I have to actually schedule into my life and kind of a type A personality. So I try to plan during the weekdays. Well, it's, it's kind of complicated, but my schedule is, I'll tell you, and it's to bore everybody, Monday through Thursday, one hour, and on Saturday and Sunday, I try to do at least two hours. Okay. Is that maybe a, a fair assessment, maybe, you know, an hour or two a day and, and maybe a little bit more on the weekends? Um, this is Kim, and I, I probably do quite a bit more than that, maybe like three hours a day. Um, but I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I have a little bit more time to devote, and I only have one child, so that makes a little bit of a difference. Yeah, Lou, uh, I think, uh, you know, Aaron and Laura and Kim, uh, you know, do quite a bit uh, more work than for us, and we really appreciate all the help. They're great about making sure that everybody's questions are answered. So they're kind of, you know, taking one for all of us sometimes. Um, I probably spend more like one hour a day and, and sometimes can't even do that when I'm either traveling for work or just, you know, workload is very busy. It's, it's sometimes harder to, to fit this in. We try though. It's definitely a team effort. I was gonna say, Brett's a smart man knowing to compliment the women on their work. Right, <laughs> <Yep. kudos. laughs> Was I subtle in that? Was I really subtle? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you guys- I'm sorry, go ahead. It really wouldn't be the same without all of us, though, because we all, you know, as you mentioned, we all have certain areas of expertise, and this is this is definitely a, a, a team, and everybody has their their positions, and, and every single one of us is, is integral to the, the operation being as successful as it is. Well, Brett, let me ask you this. Uh, obviously, this is a, a Disney-endorsed project. It's a Disney website. How much control or how much say does Disney have over what you say or what you write? Is, is your, are your answers sort of filtered or censored or whatever before they're, they're put out there publicly? 
Uh, so actually, uh, Disney is not censoring. Uh, we're, they're basically allowing us to write whatever we like in our responses. Uh, of course, as long as uh, appropriate language, et cetera, that we're using. But really, we're, um, as, as we're allowed to answer any of the questions as we like. We can answer that we you know, think that restaurants are great. We can also give our opinions of some uh, opportunities to improve a uh, restaurant or a hotel or whatever. Uh, we're, we're really able to, to say what we, what we would like to say. Clearly, they've selected people that are uh, fairly uh, in favor of Disney, but uh, there's many responses we have out there of how to save money uh, in terms of doing special things, uh, you know, using ice water uh, in the parks that you can get from the restaurants instead of buying bottled water, uh, you know, other tips and tricks like that that um, you might not expect on, on a normal Disney site. Uh, but we really are allowed to say what we like, uh, and uh, the idea is that people should, you know, look to us for real answers uh, to these questions. And obviously, because you guys are all experts, you need to take your trips down to Walt Disney World. Learn these two words, research, trip. Um, how often How often do some of you get down to Disney? Do you get to go down every year? Or have you, get to, have you, got, have you made an excuse, I should say, to go down because now you're a member of the Moms panel? Uh, Beth? It's, it's quite funny. I, um, last year, I was in Disney World a total of 28 days. I got on the Moms panel. I, work, I also work for an airline here in New York that's New York-based. And I haven't gone since I got on the Moms panel. And I won't go until December when it's my um, the trip that I want. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if I can make it because <laughs> I've gone to other places with my family this year to take advantage of my flight benefits. But I would be in Disney World 24-7 and, um, you know, I just love it. So if you all see some crazy answers the next couple of months, it's no, it's because I need my Disney fix. So <laughs> I may pop up there just because. Now, Heather, Aaron, and Kim, you're all stay-at-home moms. Have you been able to, uh, to maybe leave your children home to do some research for the panel and, and make them understand that mommy has to go down to Orlando on business? That's, that's how I ex- explain it to my kids. <laughs> Yeah, Amazingly, well, but, yes, I have. I thought my I thought my kids would be real and happy about leaving, but uh, they they were fine with it and uh, really supportive for such sweet little ones. And uh, <laughs> they asked me to tell them the bedtime story of mommy's uh, training trip all the time. <laughs> <laughs> when they realize where you've been going without them, you know, years from now, they'll get you back. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I was going to say that was not my experience when I left on my trip. I actually had to like walk out backwards with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I went by myself, but I had a promise to take each of them separately as well. So that's been a, been a good carrot to hold out for my kids. Isn't it amazing that we have to negotiate with our kids to go out and then do what we need to do? I know I used to tell my daughter who was three. I would tell my daughter who was three at the time. I'd be like, you know, daddy has to go away on business. You take care of mommy, blah, blah, blah. And one morning I'm leaving early to get on my flight. And, I'm, and she says, daddy, are you going to Disney World? And I... My wife woke up and I looked at her and I was like, why, why did you say that? She started to make the connection that I was bringing her presents back from Disney. So now I'm making up lies that I'm stopping at the Disney store on the way home. And I'm like, my God, my daughter's three. And here I am making up excuses to go away on research trips. But I was going to ask you, as part of that, maybe in these research trips that we kid around about, do you have any other responsibilities as part of your duties on the panel to, to maybe go down to Disney or, or do any kind of appearances? Um, so one, uh, one, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say we, we have done some um, 
emotional things with um, uh, the press. Uh, I know Aaron and I did that in February with, uh, I guess there was a, a radio convention um, that was uh, hosted in February and we attended that and Brett has, he was down with Kara for the Toy Story Mania debut and we're all very jealous about that. Um, and uh, Kim and Darcy went to a blogger convention. So there have been some great opportunities for us to go down. Wow, that's great. Now, something else that you've just launched are a new series of how-to videos online. Kim, can you tell us about what they are and how that idea came to be? Sure. Um, they're how-to videos. Some of them are done at home, so it shows us being real moms or real dads. <laughs> and others are done while we're at the parks. I shot a couple um, this past June. One was at uh, the test track test track Kitcott station and another one was on photo pass and basically it's just another way to help our guests um, plan their trips so if somebody asked me about photo pass I could link them to my video on photo pass and they could actually see what the card looks like what the photographer looks like and just help their uh, vacation now Heather there's one that I have to make sure I, I make my wife see tell us a little bit about you are a very, very important uh, planning video. Well, um, gosh, I guess you're talking about packing. Yes. <laughs> as, the, as the man that has to carry all the luggage, yes, I'm talking about packing for the park. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, I know that my kids can get restless at home, and even more so there when they're so excited uh, about everything that's going around. And I don't like to be in a restaurant when people's kids are disruptive and ruining the experience. So it all started from that, and I would try really hard to come up with quiet home toys that would keep them entertained in a restaurant. And um, then we, we always vacationed in the off season, so uh, in park lines wasn't too much of an, of an issue. And then when we went in June, <laughs> we were shocked to discover <laughs> some lines. So some of those things came in really handy in uh, ride lines as well, and it all just sort of evolved. <laughs> Now, Beth, you also have another very good practical video, again, being the father that lugged, that lugs the strollers and the diaper bag and sometimes the kids when I can't check them in, in, uh, in the overhead compartment. Tell us a little about your video and how your expertise comes into play. Um, what I found was a great tool with my kids. When we first started going down, I still had a stroller and car seats to take on the plane. So what we did, we would um, use the Sky Cab or check-in curbside at the um, at the airline carrier, and then that way, all the luggage and all that was taken care of, and we didn't have to worry about you know, dragging everything onto the plane with us. And then we also keep all our documents in one little easy envelope. So you're not looking around, where are my tickets? Where is my confirmation? Where are my tickets to get onto the plane? It makes it very simple and easy to get onto the plane and onto your vacation. So that's what I like to do. And obviously they're, they're more than just planning to get to, to Walt Disney World. Brett, your vid video is about something I think that a lot of people may take for granted, but it's very important because not everybody knows how to make the most use out of something like FastPass. Yeah, I thought that was an important topic uh, to have on on our site, just because so many people, you see so many people waiting in two-hour, three-hour lines sometimes. It's crazy when the, something like that exists. So I think the more ways and times that we can get that message out, what is FastPass? I mean, it's on the map. It's 
uh, in all you know, in all the, the uh, hotels, etc., information about FastPass. But I think the more places we can explain how to use it, the better. And we definitely get a lot of questions about that, and I've answered a lot of questions. And I, I think the message is getting out there that it's there. There's no reason for you to wait, I think, really more than 15, 20 minutes for a ride. If you see a long line, keep going. Find another ride to go on. Absolutely. And beyond the practical things to do in the parks with your family, there's so many overlooked experiences. This is something I try and highlight on the show so much. And Laura, your video, and and boy, we have to hang out when I come down there, (laughs) talks about some adult things to do. Um, And again, not just riding rides and inside the park. Yeah, I... um I fell in love with Disney as a child, but then I think I spent most of my time going to Disney as a, a single and then as a married without a child. So I, I'm really interested in architecture and art and food and wine. And, and I think part of my research began because a lot of my friends were kind of, they're kind of highbrow. I live near Harvard and they just didn't understand why I would want to go to Walt Disney World, you know, God forbid, you know. And, I, and it, you know, I love Europe and I love going to other cities, but whenever I told them, you know, they have one of the largest concentrations of master sommeliers in the world working at this company, you know, and one of the largest wine collections and one of the largest art collections. And, you know, now all of those friends that were kind of, you know, poo-pooing my trips to Walt Disney World have all taken trips to Walt Disney World. So I've made it my business to research and kind of go out of my way to find nuggets and things, um, you know, art and architecture and, and, and kind of know about what's going on behind the scenes, behind the rides. And obviously, if I can have champagne while I'm doing it, that's all better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's true. And it's something I try and point out to people all the time is Walt Disney World is not just for kids. And a number of you have honeymoon there. You've you've gone by yourself. You've gone with your kids. And there's so much more to see or do, uh, like I said, than just riding rides. And and it's not just about Dumbo and the Magic Kingdom. And, And Carol, like I said before, one of the things that you like doing are some of those extra even free things just like looking for hidden mickeys mm-hmm. actually my sons and i we made a video that things that are kind of partial to boys and we talked a lot about that like going fishing uh finding the paintbrush on tom sawyer's island uh cirque du soleil all the different dining adventures i mean you've got the extreme of whispering canyon cafe compared to the elegance of the brown derby um finding hidden mickeys or something that we can do whenever we want Uh, So there's a myriad of all those sorts of things that I think we tend to do now even more than than the rides. Yeah, and I can imagine just, I mean, I know for myself, being able to share something that you love so much and that you're so passionate about has got to be so rewarding. And and Erin, this just must be so much fun for you guys. It's incredibly fun. It's it's really the experience of a lifetime. And, And, you know, well, I think all of our families have gotten to really enjoy it as well. My, my kids love to help me answer questions, you know, so often we'll get asked questions about, is this a, an appropriate, what's, a, what's the best experience for an 11-year-old girl? And I always call my daughter over, and, and sometimes I've even transcribed right, what she said, and, and my kids just love, uh, my kids have loved being in the videos. They think that that makes them the next Hannah Montana, being right on the same website with her. <laughs> so they, they are thrilled to have this experience right along with me. I'm sure. But, you know, as they say, all good things must come to an end. And, and Kim, how long does your, your tenure on the panel last? It's for one year. So we're, we'll be answering questions till the end of December. Now, I understand Disney is already starting to take applications for next year's panel. Is that, you know? Not yet. Um, there's been no official announcement as of yet. 
Okay. I but think the, the only uh, the only announcement so far has been that it's going to be something in summer. So sort of stay tuned, and there should be be an, uh, an announcement, we hope, fairly soon. Of course, we don't really hope, because we would love to stay on the panel. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we know that there's a lot of people out there, and we've had so much support from people in the Disney community that we know that there's obviously lots of other people that are fully qualified to be on the panel. And it's a great idea to share the wealth. It's a great opportunity, and, and we'd love to t- pass the torch to the right people. All right, well, I'm going to put each of you on, I'm gonna put each of you on the spot, and, and I guess, Brett, we'll start with you. Give us your, your best tip, that, that best thing that you can share with somebody to really get the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. I would say you know, definitely try to uh, take advantage of everything that Disney World uh, has to uh, has to offer. It's not just about the attractions, as some other people have said. There's so many hidden gems that are around and, and wonderful people to get to know, not only the guests that are there, but the cast members. Try to find ways for your kids to interact with the cast members, You know, maybe through hidden Mickeys or pin trading. Uh, you know, all those ways for the kids to have an experience that is more than just going to an amusement park. I mean, I think that's what Walt wanted. He didn't want just the amusement park experience. He wants people to have a, re- a resort vacation and to really see the magic. Excellent. And I agree wholeheartedly. And ladies, I know it's normally ladies first, but I wanted to give you guys a chance to think about your answers. So go ahead, Heather. Why don't you give us your best tip? Uh, please, please, please make your dining reservations in advance. It breaks my heart to get questions from people who say, I'm going to be in Disney World in three days. Should I make reservations ahead of time? Like, oh gosh, yeah. I'm so sorry, but you're probably not going to get any. No, uh, please plan ahead. It, it makes a huge difference in your trip. And if you don't have reservations in advance, yeah. you might be running around scrambling to find something. Yeah. And, that, and you make a great point as to why I think the Disney Moms panel is such a valuable resource. Because people like us who've been so many times, we know, hey, six months out, you better figure out where you're going to be and what you want to eat and where you want to go. But the guests that might go every couple of years might think, hey, you know, I, I can decide that I want to go to La Cellier for dinner on a Saturday night, um, <laughs> y- you know, three days from now. So that that's why I think what you guys are doing is so, so valuable. Um, what about you, Erin? Uh, I think one of the most valuable tips is to learn to, uh, to pace yourself. Uh, I think that a lot of first-time guests don't quite realize the vastness of Walt Disney World and that... It, it really is not possible to do and see every attraction in, in one trip. And so to, uh, I, like Heather said, to, to get educated about Disney World, to you know get the guidebooks, look at the, at the mom's panel, check the website, and figure out what your priorities are because it's just not possible to do everything. Um, so really, really plan and, and pace yourself and know that you're going to come back in a year or two and, and uh, try to do a little bit more then. Excellent. Good, great point. Kim? Yes, uh, my tip is to not wait till your children are older. Go now and experience the magic while they're young. The first time my son went, he was two years old, and there was nothing more magical than seeing him run up to Mickey Mouse and give him a hug. And of course, now we have more special experiences. He's taking pirate oaths with Captain Jack. He's fighting the dark side against Darth Vader. But had had I not had those memories when he was younger, I'd feel like a piece of me was missing. So just remember that Walt Disney was a really great storyteller, and if you go there you can um you know help write a magical chapter in your family's history and start young absolutely and as i said before i agree the earlier the better and even though they won't they may not remember specific details about it you will and you'll have the photos and the videos so 
Uh, what about you, Beth? What's your, your best tip to share? Um, take a temperature check every day. And what I mean by that is when you're at the park, we always schedule a table service meal um, every single day so that when we th- we're there, we're sitting down, we're in air conditioning, we're relaxing a little bit, and then we can decide, can we continue with our touring for the day or is it time for us just to go home and either go to bed or go swimming in the pool or something else. But really taking that temperature check and knowing your family, and that's what's going to make it a great experience, is don't necessarily do what all the guidebooks say and go from sunup to sundown with every extra magic hour possible. If you know your family and how they operate on their schedule, you'll have a fabulous trip. You are 100% right, and I've seen so many people make the mistake of saying we only have got two more days to be here we are going to be in the magic kingdom till 2 a.m whether you kids like it or not because we're going to get them and unfortunately it ruins the experience because what was a wonderful day is now you've got the father screaming at the mother screaming at the kids everybody's tired everybody's unhappy so pacing yourself and you'll get so much more out of trying to enjoy it only to a certain limit i i couldn't agree with you more um Laura, I'm sure yours is going to revolve around food and spas and champagne somewhere, but go ahead and share us. No, <laughs> actually not. Um, my, my advice is for, for the adults, I think that no matter what your age is, that everyone should revert to around the age of eight. And I mean that when you go into the parks, I think there's a reason why you can't find a newspaper. I think for that moment in time, you should be eight years old. And if you want to have a Mickey ice cream bar for breakfast, then have it. Because, you know, in plenty of time, you have to go back to work and go back to your mortgage and go back to your bills. But I think that um, I see a lot of adults that have a lot of crowns in the Magic Kingdom. And I think if they just relax and remember what it feels like to walk down Main Street USA and smell that popcorn, they'd have a better time. You are 100% right. And and when I go, I always say that I'm a 7-year-old trapped in a, in a 40-year-old's body. And it's a place that... We all feel, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, what you're accepted and you feel like you're among friends and you can do and say and act however you want and it doesn't matter because you won't see most of these people again anyway, but you're right. You need to be a kid again when you go, not just for your kids, but for yourself. Uh, and Carol, what would you say is your, your best tip? All right. All the good tips have been taken now. The pressure's <laughs> on. <laughs> Um, And so as I'm marking down things and thinking, I think don't be intimidated to visit the resorts. I think some people come and they think some of the resorts are off limit, that they can't go into them and they can't enjoy them. It's perfectly fine to take the monorail, go over to the Grand Floridian, walk around, sit in the lobby and enjoy all that's there. Um, A lot of times you can see celebrities, you can see the weddings that are happening. You can eat at one of the the fine restaurants there or you can grab something at the counter service restaurants that they have. And so I think I I love the resorts. To me, that's just as much fun. I mean, from the Grand Floridian to the Animal Kingdom Lodge to the Wilderness Lodge, they are just truly breathtaking in their design. And so I think they're worth a visit as much as the theme parks. It's been so great to talk to each one of you and and get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, I'm sure I am not the only one who would love an opportunity maybe to meet you guys and meet the experts face-to-face in the park. Is there any opportunity that you guys might be down there for or any sort of events that listeners might be able to meet the moms and dad, Brett? Well, we're all going to be participating in the uh, Expedition Everest run on Saturday, September 27th. So that might be a great opportunity for people to meet up with us. 
Now, I am actually going to be down there running, and I put running in quotes, uh, participating. I will be participating in the Everest Challenge. So I, I would... We're right there. Right, we're right there with you with those quotes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're participating also. <laughs> We, we, I think we're considering it more of a parade. <laughs> exactly. It's not. It's not really about winning. It's just a matter of, of taking in the experience. So, yeah, I, I would love to meet you guys, and I know a lot of listeners are going to be down there as well. And who knows? Maybe we can put something together and uh, and have an opportunity to all get together and meet face to face. Well, you won't be able to miss us because we will be wearing bright pink t-shirts. What I understand. Oh, you too. Oh, excellent. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll see about the pink t-shirts, but yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling Brett might have something to say about that, so. And a lot of us have family there as well, so we're going to be quite the crowd, because I, I believe the family will all be wearing the, the matching pink shirts. Oh, that's great, yeah. I, I believe, I'm sorry, go ahead. I think that most of us will, all, will also be at the uh, Not So Scary Halloween party the evening before, Friday Friday evening, yeah. the, the 26th of September, I believe, yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I'm going to be... At both of those events as well, um, it's going to be an exciting weekend. There's, It's the last hoopla for the Adventures Club. There's the Halloween party. There's the Everest Challenge. So much going on. So hopefully there'll be a lot of opportunities uh, for us and maybe listeners to get together and, and meet you guys face-to-face. Well, and I think so I, wanted, I wanted to say that for the next panel, we've had such a wonderful experience. And I can say, for myself anyway that I think the, the main joy that I've gotten out of the panel is that when I when I flew into Orlando in last December, I immediately fell in love with 11 amazing people. It was love at first sight. And so I, if the same thing happens to the next panel, they will be so blessed. I, I completely agree. This um, I have to add this. I consider this never thing all started because I wanted ever so badly to run. And I asked if anybody would be willing to, to do this with me, if anybody was going to be down there at that time. And... I was hoping to convince one person, and now we've got 11 and families, and I mean, this is wonderful. They are an extended family. Well, it sounds like it, and it sounds like I said that you all enjoy what you're doing, and really, Disney picked a wonderful group. I'm so happy that you, you all decided to join me today so we can learn a little bit more about the people sort of behind the panel and what you do. Um, to learn more or to ask your question or to search through some questions that have to do with everything from planning and celebrations and tickets and the parks and the hotels and so much more and really a great way to enhance your vacation with advice from the experts. You can visit DisneyWorldMoms.com. There you can also find out more about my guest today. Uh, I want to thank all of you moms and you too, Dad, of course, for taking the time tonight to come on. Congratulations on what is Truly an honor and something that you, you clearly can see that you're all passionate about and you all enjoy so, so much. Thanks, Lou. Thank we'll see you in September. Thank you. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this week's show. Thanks again for tuning in. I also want to say thanks to all the members of the Walt Disney World Moms panel for joining me. Remember, you can go to DisneyWorldMoms.com to learn more and submit your questions. I have to take a moment and say a big, big thank you to everybody who took the time to email me and send me private messages or post in the forums or on my Facebook page and wish me a happy birthday. It really means a great deal to me, and I appreciate so much all the wonderful personal messages you guys sent. Big thanks to Adam and Kerry, and there's so many people on the forums 
who've been working on a virtual card for me for what I have come to find is a couple of months um, that so many of you guys signed. It really reminds me of how fortunate and blessed I am and how much I appreciate all that you guys do by listening and supporting what I do. So thank you again so, so much. Speaking of birthdays, last week, Laura asked me to wish her brother Roger a happy 30th birthday. I apologize. I missed it. Roger, happy 30th. Talk to me in 10 years. And uh, speaking of what I do and never, ever sleeping, I want to remind you about the project that I'm working on with Tim Foster, which is Celebrations Magazine. We announced it a couple of weeks on the show and introduced it over at Magic Meets. The first issue will be coming out in September, but we are taking subscriptions now. We think this is the magazine that you Disney fans have really been waiting for, especially since the old Disney magazine went away. It's going to bring you the magic of both the theme parks and the resorts and the films and the secrets and stories and everything about the place that we all love and enjoy so much. There's going to be news, upcoming events, featured articles, Disney history, spotlights featuring attractions and shows and resorts, lots of hidden treasures, lots of magical moments, lots of games and scavenger hunts. But most importantly, you're going to find columns by the people that you know and enjoy, your favorite authors and webmasters and personalities like Tim Foster from Guide to the Magic. I'll be writing Steve Barrett from Hidden Mickey's Guide and the Hassle-Free Guide, Kara Goldsberry from the Luxury Guide to Walt Disney World, Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel, and so, so many more. We're still lining up more articles, more columns. We think you really are going to enjoy it. Like I said, the first issue is going to premiere in September with a new issue every other month. The regular subscription rate is going to be $29.99 for six issues, but if you order now, you can take advantage of the pre-publication special. You can get six issues for just $24.99. That's 30% off the cover price. I'll put a link in the show notes, but you can also head on over to celebrationspress.com. Find out more. You can also subscribe there both domestically in the United States and international orders as well. And speaking of magazines and ways to kind of get that Disney fix in between visits down to Walt Disney World, be sure and check out Orlando Attractions Magazine. That's created by Ricky Briganti from Inside the Magic. Covers all of the Orlando area theme parks, attractions, restaurants, and more, including Walt Disney World. High quality, very well written. I really enjoy the magazine as well. It's available at select store shelves in Orlando. Also for annual subscriptions and for back issues, you can go and visit attractionsmagazine.com. Also be sure and head on over to wdwradio.com. There you can find this week's show notes and links. You'll also find links to past episodes, ways to listen to the show right from your browser, and so much more. Don't forget there's also specials still going on in this week's show notes from both Owner's Locker and All-Star Vacation Homes. Over at Owner's Locker, you can save $50 off the sign-up fee. And from All-Star Vacation Homes, you can get a free rental car and a $50 gas card using the coupon in this week's show notes. On upcoming shows, I'm going to have more in-depth looks at the parks and attractions and history and trivia, top tens with Tim, a new segment with some more guests, and what I have to say is one of my favorite interviews to date. And I'm also going to have the winner of the co-host for the day auction lot that we did at the Magic Meets auction for the Dream Team Project. Also, speaking of Magic Meets, stay tuned for the exclusive announcement for next year's Magic Meets event coming next week. If you've been to Magic Meets before, or if you weren't able to get in this year, or if you want to come by and be part of all the fun and moonwalking, stay tuned next week on August 10th show. Again, I'll announce then what the dates are going to be for next year's Magic Meets event. As you know, round one of the WDW Radio Show's Adventureland Challenge Contest is now over, as your entries were due by 11.59 p.m. on August 2nd. 
I want to say a big thanks to all of you for participating and for the great feedback we received about the contest. I hope you had fun during the first round, but as you know, 25 participants are going to move on to round two for a chance to advance to the finals and potentially win the grand prize of a VIP Walt Disney World vacation for four. But as you recall, there was also going to be 10 random entries drawn for a $20 Disney gift card. I increased that number last week to 20. While the names have been drawn and the round two semifinalists are going to be notified via email within the next 24 hours, as well as the 20 winners of the Disney gift card, I'll also post the names of the people who advanced on WDWRadio.com. In the coming weeks, the 25 people who moved on to round two will participate in another challenge, and then you'll have a chance to help decide who moves on to the final round. Stay tuned for information on how you'll be able to vote online for round two and for details about round three and how you'll be able to help make somebody's dreams come true. Thank you all again for playing, and big, big thanks to my sponsors, Mouse Fan Travel, all-Star Vacation Homes, and HiddenMickey'sGuide.com, who made this contest possible. I also have many, many more of your emails to get to on the show as well, but if you have a question that you want answered, a suggestion, anything you'd like to hear on the show, you can email me at Lou at WDWRadio.com or call the voicemail, be on the air, at 206-202-4939. That's 206-202-4WDW. To comment on the show, talk about it with other listeners, interact with other Disney fans, visit the forums over at DisneyWorldTrivia.com. As always, if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Review us on iTunes. Come say hi on Facebook. Thank you again for listening this week. Thanks to everybody for all the 40th birthday wishes. I really, really do appreciate it. So until next week, see ya. Hey, Lou, this is James Hansen in Utah. I just wanted to let you know that I am completely in sync with on the uh, musty waters smell um, that you mentioned in Pirates. Uh, I actually, I don't know, a couple months ago went to get in my parents' car and smelled the smell and had a really hard time uh, explaining to them how a ride at Disney World could have a smell. But um, anyway... Great show. Uh, thanks for all you do, and we'll talk to you later. Hi, Lou. This is Paul from Texas. Uh, been a long-time listener to the podcast. Just want to say what how much I appreciate it. You do a great job. And I was listening to episode, I believe it was 76, on the way to our vacation here. We had the discussions about the uh, Disney college program. I thought that was very interesting and very well done. Uh, calling to you live from downtown Disney uh, for my wife and I's anniversary trip and uh, enjoying ourselves immensely. We got to do Lanuba last night. That was the first time we've seen that. It was a great show. And then tonight getting to do our first time and apparently last time uh, at the Adventurers Club. Uh, So looking forward to that. But just wanted to say hey and keep up the good work. Hi, Lou. This is Michelle from Sydney, Ohio. And... I've been a listener now for about six months and look forward to hearing it every Monday when I go into work and do the mail. I listen to your show off the computer. Um, I love the show about the smells, and I wanted to tell you about a smell from Fort Wilderness. Um, We stay there often, and the smell is in the Meadow Trading Post and Settlement Trading Post. It's a smell of 
candies and cookies and maybe some campfire-ish smell. It's a very sweet smell that very unique. Um, if you're ever that way, I think you should take a boat, go over there, step inside. You'll love the smell. It's just very unique, and I've not found a smell anywhere else like it yet, so I enjoy going in there. That's probably one of the first thing we do is get settled in, go to the settlement post, and look around and smell it. Your items, when you purchase it from there, have the smell on it. Like, we got a stuffed animal for my son, and it still has that smell on there. So it's great to bring that home and smell that. So thank you, and I love your show. Keep up the good work. Bye. Yes, hi, Lou. This is Rhonda from Littleton, Colorado, and I was just calling to comment on your July 13th um, Top 10 Smells of Walt Disney World. I was just listening to it today, and uh, I totally agree with you about um, Pirates of the Caribbean having that musty water smell. We, every time we smell that smell, we think of pirates. So uh, keep up the good work, and I've got your back on this one. Bye-bye. Hey, Lou, this is Keith Vachetti from Long Island, uh, Disney Nut 68 uh, on the forums. Just wanted to say uh, that I uh, enjoyed really meeting you a couple weeks ago at Magic Meets in Camp Hill. Uh, it was a real fun time, and uh, congratulations on uh, everything you did for the Dream Team. It was a great success. I also wanted to call and wish you today, uh, August 2nd, a very, very happy birthday, and welcome to the 40 Club. I myself turned 40 last Sunday, July 27th, and uh, it's nice to have another uh, member of the club. So uh, once again, enjoy your uh, 40th birthday. Uh, have a great day, and uh, look forward to the next show. Thanks, Lou. Hey, Lou, this is Tim Sandel. I'm a listener from Marion, New York. I do the segment on the All About the Mouse podcast uh, called Main Street Cinema. I was just calling you up to wish you a happy birthday. I heard that uh, today or tomorrow, whichever the day it is, um, that your birthday was, and I uh, heard it on the WDW Today. So just calling you to wish you a happy birthday, old man. See you later. Bye. Hey, Lou, we just wanted to say happy birthday! <laughs> Come on, boy, come to this place. <laughs>